This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome off the rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Happy 2020 to all of you out there who've been watching us for at least a year. Or if you're new and you've just joined us, welcome to the show where I, Sal, recommend comics and talk about them with here, Tiffany. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know I could have let you introduce yourself. It's but fine. Yeah. It's Good. Whatever. I'm still getting over a cold, so that's fine with me. So am I. <laughs> yep, that's right. The holidays were fantastic. We got <laughs> sick, and uh, it ruined the holidays. It did not ruin the holidays. The holidays were not ruined, and no. I got sick post-holidays. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, this is a show where we take comics from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up on New Comic Book Day. That's uh, on Wednesdays, by the way. Yeah. Unless there's a holiday, in which case. Which just happened. Yeah. That which was, it was crazy. I know, I know. By the way, uh, at the top of the show, we're going to mention our sponsors of today's episode, which is actually you out there who are watching the show live. If you are watching the show live, welcome. You are one of the you are you are one of the lucky few who have caught the show as it's happening in real time. Something could happen, and we and, and then we couldn't edit it out. It's happening right now. You'd be seeing it real right now. Uh, but what you could do real right now is actually sponsor the show by using the super chats. If you use a super chat, make a question or uh, a comment, we can read it here on the show. We'll make it happen. Have a real genuine connection between the two of us, three of us, if that's the case. Yeah. And uh, and also we'll use the scratch to pay for lighting and stuff. Mm -hmm. It'll be a huge help. Uh, with that said, let's jump into today's episode. We've got a whole bunch of books that came out this past week. Uh, we didn't talk about a couple of them. Um, last week that did come out. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk about Last Night on Earth number three. Okay. Uh, it's the last issue of the three issue Black Label, Black, Scott Snyder, Scott, or Greg Capullo. This is our last mic drop on Batman. Right. I don't believe that for a second. You're a bunch of liars. Um, that being said, uh, the third issue was fine. The whole series was basically just like kind of a, oh, wouldn't it be cool? It's like, an Elseworldsian kind of look at yeah. Batman and the DC universe through a Batman lens. Mm. And if you're looking at it like that, oh, that's cool, I guess. Um, in issue three, they imply uh, or outright suggest, in fact, that Bruce Wayne's uh, understanding, he learns a, a secret, a horrifying secret about uh, his parents' murder, and it breaks him as a person. Okay. And uh, that's what causes the fall of the DC universe entirely. Not because, like, Grant Morrisonianly speaking, like, that fundamentally changes the fabric of DC itself, but rather that Bruce Wayne becomes, like, an asshole and, like, ruins everything. But then, like, a cloning program makes new Batman, who's been the Batman for the past two issues three issues oh and uh so he's here and he's gonna oh, fight right. him yeah. yeah i read the first issue with that and yeah. then i was like yeah I'll wait. yeah pass uh that's how i felt uh when i read this first issue i'm like oh i can skip this but i kept reading it and you know what like capullo's art is really really great it's he's bringing his a game on this it's a really awesome 
looking series. Yes. And it has a lot of like fun, neat stuff in there. A lot of neat like little, oh, that's cool. Oh, look at that. Oh, I like that stuff. Uh, will it all pay off? Not at all in any way. But like, would it be satisfying if they did? Like, do you really want to see the red tornado of flashes that is like a time storm? Right. Not necessarily. Right. That's a cool idea. But like, I promise you, whatever story you're cooking up in your head is way better than what they would have done. So there's a lot of like neat pitches out there. I would, if the Tales from the Dark Multiverse succeeds as a series, uh-huh. as like a line, yeah. that's where they're all going to come from from now on. It'll all just be like, oh, uh, Tales of the of the Last Night. Right, right, right. And it'll just be, here's this, 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 this. How will the fall of the Amazons? What, what's up with that? Right. Why is it the entire Bat family made it? You know, that kind of thing. Otherwise, at the end of the day, it was kind of fun. And uh, ultimately, it didn't really say a lot. It was kind of just a popcorn munching book. Okay. But otherwise, neat, neat book. But uh, but yeah, not 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 in any way, no, in no way worth like writing home about. Okay. Or buying week to week, or month to month, or every other month. To right, month. which I did not. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, but I did, and uh, and you know I could have just, I, I probably could have just bought the trade. Right. And I should. I do wish that it would. It was an oversized. Yeah, I think... and I know you've mentioned that before, and it's it's funny because I'm kind of spoiled on that because a lot of the ones that I pick up are not yeah. all of the Hill House comics are. No. Um, but I, I like that format a lot. Like yeah. I love the oversized. Um, I know that makes it difficult for collectors at times. You know. It does. I mean, yeah, you put it on the shelf, it's not going to fit. Well, yeah. I have a whole special shelf just for large format Black Label and Marvel graphic novels from the yeah, 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, it's a mess. But I like them. But I do I, like them too. Well, I like them uh, in particular because I think it gives the artist a chance to like stretch the muscles a little bit because they don't have to conform to the same format that they've always used. Exactly. Like, they get a chance to be like, oh, let me explore the space. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Explore the space. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it, it was fine. I recommend it if you if you like Batman, you know, if you like alternate reality DC stories, you know, if okay. you like Deceased and stuff, you're probably yeah, going to yeah. like this. It's neat. Yeah, but you could trade weight on it at this oh, point. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't go hunt it, hunt it down. Yeah. I didn't even buy it in physicals. I only bought the digitals. Oh, you're not getting that signed. Nah, that's fine. I wasn't going to... The reality is I'm not going to get any of them signed. Okay. You know, I, I don't know. Did I ever get the Batman signed? I've met Scott like on three separate non-consecutive occasions. I don't think I have a single book by him signed. I do. I know. I do. You do. I have witches. Yes. No Batmans. No Batman. I just have witches. Yeah. I did get a selfie last time. Literally, we were were at New York Comic Con. We were talking, and he's like, I guess we should probably do the selfie thing. And I'm like, that would actually be kind of cool. And he's like, (laughs) how long have we known each other? I'm like, a few years. He's like, well, here we go. Snap. There you go. I'm like, thank you. Could you sign my (laughs) Batman? No, I didn't do that. But uh, yeah, uh, before we get started uh, into the rest of the books that actually came out this week, okay. I wanted to give a special shout and a thank you to uh, Saud Althani, who gave us $500 a super chat. Thank you, man. Uh, not only was that incredibly generous, but also you've been a major fervent supporter of this show and this channel for many years, and we're very, very indebted to you. We're lucky yeah. to have you, man. No, thank uh, you. Says, hey, guys, Sal, I'm glad to see you're feeling better. I yeah. am feeling better. I was a disaster. He really was. Uh, it was real bad. It was bad. I had to take antibiotics. It was a nightmare. Well, I went from a cold to bronchitis. It always does. I can never this just have was, a cold. This one was really particularly bad. It was bad. And I staved it off for quite a while, and then Ben got me sick. Yeah, I spent Christmas Eve in bed. You did. I didn't get you to see did. my family. It, it I didn't was, do anything. It was New Year's that did me in. Yes, it did. And then, yeah, a couple days later, it was all over. No, it's true. But, <laughs> but man, thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for your generosity, uh, your, your continued generosity. Yeah. Uh, but no, but thank specifically you. in this instance, thank you for this 
specific generosity. Yes, very, and very, for the well wishes. As that's true. I yeah, appreciate that. No, I, and we know it's from it's from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ben. Um, jumping into books, uh, what do you want to start with? I'm going to talk about something that came out also over Christmas. Oh yeah, go um, for it real quick because a lot of people were wondering what I thought. Oh about yeah, I forgot. This. There's another book that came out, but yeah, go book. for it. Um, I'm going to talk about Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme. Why not? Doctor Strange number one. We're renumbering. We're back to number one again. Um, it's by Mark Wade and Keb Walker. So the story is by Kev Walker and Mark Wade. Yes. Um, with art by Java or Hava or Tartaglia. Oh, um, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I I feel like they need, like, phonetic spellings in these. <laughs> um, so this book, I mean, like, here, all right. All right. So we all know I was kind of cold on the Wade run, and I know a lot of people really dug it, and that's absolutely okay. The and trade I, for that for the final run just came out. It did. It did. So you could go grab that if you were really into it. Um, but um, I was kind of cold on the Mark Wade run. I was just kind of like, all right. Seen this before or seen it better yeah, or didn't exa- want to see it in exactly, the first place. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah. those last couple of issues like had some shades of like something possibly better. Like, you know... It was just kind of standalone stories that Wade was telling. And, like, while they were flawed to me, um, I thought they were a little stronger than the rest of the work he had right. done to date. Um, this issue came out, and I'm so torn on it. Yeah. Like, literally, part of me is like, cool, I'm kind of invested, and i like to see where this goes. And I feel like this is Wade, you know, kind of getting back into writing Strange. Right. There's another part of me that was like, I saw this already. In issue one of Aaron and Bachelos, didn't run. he do that already? Wasn't there like when when Strange showed up in his or when Wade showed up on Strange? Yeah, didn't the death of magic happen all over again? Yes. Now this in particular, what makes me get those vibes is the uh, some of the art style and some of the stuff that we're seeing. I remember in that first issue of Strange when we really get to see Strange walking around. It's like in this monotone world with like magic being the colored you know, items and, like, elements within the world. Yes. And that's what we see here. Right. We see Strange seeing the world as only he can. And, like, right that's now cool. he's, he is um, in the midst of, now he's got his hands back, thanks to a deal with a demon he made, and he realizes that at some point probably the other shoe's going to drop, but I'm going to embrace this and go for it yep. and try to manage being the Sorcerer Supreme and also helping out um, in, in, in various ways, and only the ways that Doctor Strange, Doctor Stephen Strange, um, could. Um, no, not in the magical sense. Literally, oh. he's like, okay, anytime there's a surgery that like literally nobody could do, give me a call and I'll come and do it. I won't use magic at all. Didn't he? Like, I, I guess your you, your medical license isn't expired just because you became so. No, support. I don't think it does. I think you're fine. Um, but like for him, he's like the Hippocratic Oath doesn't have like a like an expiration date on it, so I'm still bound to that. So I need to help people. Sure. Um, and so basically he's like, I have, I'll go to work occasionally. I won't use magic because I don't want to risk like opening that door way where like, you know, either the patient has to make the payment for the magic I do or whatever. And I'm like, that's right. kind of interesting and a good excuse, I suppose. <laughs> um, and he also like, you we'll know, have he, to do. he has to travel from place to place because like, he was like, I thought about putting a door directly into the hospital in the sanctum, but like doors open both ways. So I'm not going to do that either. Mm. Um, so he's like, just like running a balancing act right now. But like literally, I remember in Bachelor's work, we like he would he was looking around and he's walking on the around in the streets and he'd be like, you know, talking about how like someone had depression or they're not feeling well, and it'd be because like there was like some magical entity attached to them. Yes. And literally, strange as seeing a patient who has a glioblastoma tumor, which is an incredibly aggressive tumor, which most people don't come back from. It's yes. literally it's, it's a death sentence. Um, and um, strange is going to perform an operation on him. When he looks at the guy, there's a huge magical entity attached to him. Did Wong have a brain tumor? Yeah. At one point. In Vaughn's run. Mm -hmm. In the oath. Yeah. But, like, regardless, there's a tumor. 
and but it has a magical entity attached to it. Right. And instead of dealing with the entity, he's literally going to perform the surgery on him. He's going to perform a surgery that, like, is said is not. It's not possible but he can do it because he's Stephen strange right the greatest surgeon in the world yeah um and he does he does the surgery and like you know he, he doesn't want to use magic because again he doesn't want to be surprised or have anything like that you know uh-huh. happen and such and like he's pretty much exhausted um so he has an assistant for his um medical practice who is seemingly the way he's drawn it's another asian individual who's wearing green who is his assistant who's allowed to ask him like one cape question a day is that like a deal because they kept wanting to ask more questions? Yeah, and so Strange was like, "You can ask one a day." Okay. And so like, and I'm like, "That's a cute element," but again, like, this is where I'm like, I'm struggling because it's like, like I get that we like each time someone takes over Strange, they want to add a new character, character, or they want to add like a new partner to Strange, and I get that because they want to explore new like relationships with with Doctor Strange. Well, and they want to get paid because that character could be used in a movie or no, cartoon. No, it's true, but I think. I honestly think that, like, the sidekick to Doctor Strange is often very interesting because Strange struggles with having relationships with individuals, and depending on how quirky or not quirky they are, can really, like, play well in terms of dialogue. So I get that. Totally. But I'm like, at the same time, you basically, like, introduce almost a Wong substitute. I'm like, all right, fine, weird, whatever. Um, uh, Well, what the hell happens here? Oh, at one point, like, there's, like, a huge, like calamity that happens in new york and like all these patients are being rushed to the hospital and strange basically spends 24 hours like on the like on the er floor like helping everyone anywhere he can Uh and when he's chatting with like someone about it like he they're like nobody knows what's causing it like like literally like when the the you know emergency um response teams get there there's like nothing really to rescue like people are just like decimated right like okay it's time for strange to step up strange is out of the wade costume Bizarre. Oh, we just dropped the Wade we costume. We dropped the Wade costume. But like we also Wade Wade w- dropped costume. the Aaron costume. Kind of. It's kind of this mixture of that, like, um, kind of updated tunic, but uh, harkens back to the old, like, you know, strange blue uh, shirt that we have at a T Public store. Um, <laughs> shirt that he has and the cape, or, uh, like, you know, the cloak of levitation and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a little more updated, I would say. Uh, right. I kind of dig it. We refer to the yellow gloves, like, the whole thing. And oh, I'm like, okay. oh, okay, cool. Again, I'm like, these are all improvements, right? <laughs> but they're improvements based on stuff I've kind of seen already. And I can't tell if I'm just jaded at this point mm-hmm. or if I'm just happy that it's something I'm sort of familiar with and excited to see more of. It's that, like, being a fan sometimes is just wanting the same thing over and over again. True. Um, but you also want innovation. And so, like, it's this balancing act. And so, like, while I want the same thing over and over again, I also want something new. But I don't want that new thing to be not what I'm expecting, I guess. Right. Um, and, again, that's, like, the struggle of being a fan sometimes. So, like, I'm really on the fence about this book. Um, at the end of the day, uh, he finds this little girl who, like, watched her dad be, like, like destroyed and like she ends up like you know he like makes her go to sleep and tries to take her memories from her because it's like eh. it's just so horrible yeah and then the like villain shows up and it's the wrecker the wrecker the wrecker of the wrecking crew the wrecker shows up literally and he has his crowbar um but it's different like, is he gonna wreck him yeah he's gonna wreck him he's gonna he's gonna wreck it um and then and then fix the feels will show up and it's totally cool don't worry about it right i guess um, strange is felix in this case yeah. 
Um, so anyway, so um, the the Wrecker's crowbar um, is typically, I guess, enchanted, but this yes. time it's enchanted in a different way, and he's like total control over it, and it's like kind of OP. Okay. And like Strange tries to use the Crimson Man of Ciderac, he breaks through it, no problem. Oh, he, gives, no. he like beats the hell out of Strange and then throws him in the river. Okay. And like that's where we leave Strange, where it's like, oh, he's also like he's wrapped up in rebarb, so it's like, <laughs> oh no, how will he escape from that? Now that I kind of find to be interesting because that's a very Harry Houdini sort of situation to be oh, in, yeah. and I kind of dig that as like a throwback to like the magician of like you know magic and such like yeah, that. yeah yeah i'm like oh he has to escape from this haha like i get it and i kind of dig it um i'm still again i'm on the fence about it because like i'm just like oh okay it looks like wade has gotten comfortable um maybe it's the introduction of having kev walker in there maybe like the two of them working together are, are tempering wade's like um original desires or maybe that wasn't what wade wanted to do at all by sending him into space maybe this is more akin to what he wants to do yeah suffice it to say um if you like the wade run i'm not sure how you're gonna feel about this one because this feels like returning back to calling to what aaron did but coming out of wade's mouth yeah so i i'd say at least give it the first issue i know i'm gonna continue reading it um see where this goes but this gives me i guess more hope cool okay (laughs) Uh, seems better than the last run, right? Of his. And again, I know a lot of people disagreed with me on that, and like I get it. Like, not like, yeah. No, not like in a in a way where it was like ah, it wasn't I'm, a lot. <laughs> no, but I mean, like there were people who just really, really dug it. Mm, cool, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Kane's world in the super chats oh. says uh, here to keep the lights on. Oh. Your thirst quenched. Catch the VOD as you keep dropping for me, and I have to refresh every two minutes. Well, I'm oh, sorry no. to hear that. Thank you very much, well, thank man. You so much. Welcome to the recast. Uh, yeah, no, I, it could be the internet. I don't know. We have a clear signal strength, so it's probably, I hate to say it, but on your end. But lower your uh, your resolution settings if you do have any problems in the It's future, okay. We look okay on potatoes. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, jumping back <laughs> into the books, uh, another book that came out last week that I guess we should probably talk about is a book called Incoming! You had some time to actually read this when you told me how long it was and the fact that you were, like, down for the count, and I was like... All right, all right. I, I'll do all the holidays. Here right. we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you told me how long it was, I was like, that's literally not happening. Yeah, no. It's just uh, not in, happening. Incoming. Okay, so Incoming is basically uh, one part Identity Crisis from DC and another part, here's a catalog of everything that's coming out right now at Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's literally that. It's like, here's a, here's a preview of every single book that Marvel's publishing. That's why it's mm-hmm. 85 pages, because there's 85 comics a month. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Wait, 85 comics? No, I'm just making a oh. joke. In fact, like, Marvel puts out too many comics a month. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, and, man, if people are complaining about, like, the all-new, all-different era being, like, focused on these new generations of heroes, then mm-hmm. they're going to hate it right now because it's like, Robbie Reyes is here, and Jane Foster Valkyrie, and Ms. Marvel's doing a thing, and, like, there's all this stuff happening, and it's all kind of focused on them. You know, it caps in it, too, I guess, and... Daredevil's kind of a factor, but for the right. most part, it's it's everything that Marvel has looked like for the last five to ten years. Right, right. Um, it's it's a murder mystery slash who gives a shit. Uh, also, it's like ten dollars, but it's ten bucks for eighty five pages, which is kind of cool. Like you get a lot of stuff for about ten bucks. It's it. Uh, if you want to know, if you need to know what's happening at Marvel right now, you might need to get it. If you want to okay. get caught up about what's happening at Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. Not a bad j- way to jump on because it'll tell you what's happening in this. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you what's happening in every book across the board. It'll tell you about like Deadpool being in charge of Monster Island, being like on Flying Island or whatever. It'll talk you about the about how Daredevil's not really Daredevil right now. Yeah, you know, 
I'm going to do a lot of stuff. It's neat. Uh, overall, I, I don't really care. But, like, it's... I mean, like, really, it's just kind of like, oh, cool, a murder, a murder mystery. With all this other stuff on it. I think without all that stuff, it's it's still going to be, like, Identity Crisis. Where it's like, oh, man, somebody at Marvel... Like, someone in the Marvel Universe is killed. Kind of like Original Sin, but it's not anyone you care about nearly as much. Right, right, right. Um, but it, it, it's, a, it's a murder mystery that kicks off, you know, like... The stuff that was kicked off in Marvel Comics 1000 from Al Ewing. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason Aaron, Selen, uh, Saladin Ahmed, uh, Ed Brisson, Donnie Cates, Al Ewing, uh, you know, uh, Eve Ewing, Jonathan Hickman, Teeny Howard, Greg Pak. Like, they say that everybody worked together to write right. this. No. Chuck they, Thompson, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, they each there. got pages in the book to okay. write their book. Right, but I mean, like, they had to have some cohesion, right? Because it's not like it stops and then starts another story. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, they did have to technically work together. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, and, and it's neat. It's cool. I, I do say it's kind of interesting because it's like, you know, kicking off. I mean, like, you said this came out, though, in December? Or did this come out? Yeah, it came out in December. Okay. Um, they are kind of kicking off the year, but like, be, like showing off, like, you know, this is this is our team right now. Like, right. This is who's writing. This is the creative yeah, people that this we have. Is that, the, and it's, by the way, pretty good hands. Like, if no, people I, are complaining about, like, Marvel and where it is right now, you could do worse than having, like, Al Ewing and Hickman and Zdarsky yeah. with a couple of mainstays like Kelly Thompson, who's yeah. also excellent, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Greg Pak, who, you know, hit or miss, depending. Yeah. Uh, did I mention Kate's? Uh, yeah, you know, obviously. Aaron, Wilson, you know. Like, you know, they're they're great, but it's like, I, that's kind of a, like a cool, like, way to get some folk in. Yeah. So, like, maybe writers, they don't typically read. Right. Um, by like tempting them with this like eighty-five page comic, where you can kind of get a little sampling of what those writers and those creators have to offer. Yeah, it could also work against them, but like it's it's an interesting concept. Um, True. It is unfortunate that it wasn't like you know great. <laughs> no, I mean you know it's funny. Like it it was it was it was pretty engaging, and the pages went by fast. Right. So. And that's really all you can ask for. Okay. Um, it, it was a it was a valiant effort, and, and I'm and I'm and I'm not sad I got it. It's just kind of like I don't know what I'm waiting for. Mm, okay. You know, especially because you know the, the I'm kind of waiting for Marvel to realign and get back to where I remember it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm kind of like, okay, when are you gonna bring Uatu back? You just reminded me of Original Sin. Hey, Uatu's still dead. Yeah. Fix that. Hey, Doctor Strange is wearing jeans. Put him in black pants. Like, you know, just align okay, something. So She-Hulk is still a giant monster. I like, make I her sexy I, again. I don't know. Like, I don't just... mind, like, the casual, like, slack-wearing oh, that's Strange. I'm, I'm okay with that. You don't you don't mind the jeans? Because that's what it looked like in that book. It looks in like you're in jeans and sneakers. Yeah, you know, but, like, he got, to me, it was a huge step in the right direction. Because right. the tunic was He's back. got the tunic and the cape. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're good. We're getting, we're, we're fixing and, but, it. But still, it was a different version of it. Like, yeah. so, like, I, I, I was okay with it. Yeah. It's also, like, way easier to cosplay if you're going to do it. Oh, definitely. Everybody's got jeans. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess that everybody. And if you have that Marvel box, you have a, you have a bathrobe that is the Cloak of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're just comfy strange. <laughs> Shockingly uh, accurate, by the way. It, it really is. It's excellent. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. So, all right. So, incoming. All right. What are they going to do? Are they going to do number two or are they just doing that? No, I think they, that was just They it. just label it number one. Mm-hmm. They're all number ones because when you order your books, you need to know what issue it is in the, in the series. But if it's just incoming. Yeah. Why, why do you need a number on it? 
because because it's a one shot because like because technically that's in that's the first issue of the series called in called incoming that's even though it's I'm a saying. one shot okay. it needs to have so, a number on it so the next incoming will also be there will one. never be another incoming oh. It'll, it's just that'll it, what's incoming is the status quo for marvel okay <laughs> so I, don't, I don't care for that but uh <laughs> but yeah so yeah um what else you got uh star wars came out yeah, I like part of me was like, I'm gonna read this, and part of me was like, I don't want to read this because I like the thing I remember. Yeah. Oop, my hood. <laughs> <laughs> that just like upset me so much, my hood fell off because it's like this literally takes the place of Shadows of the Empire, which yep. I'm a big fan of. I get it though, like this is just money on the table, like uh, an avail like availability for them to craft their own story. Yes. And I, I'm not gonna judge it because I haven't read it, but like I was like a little petulant child who was just like, no. Oh no, it's not worth it at all. Oh. No, it's not even close to Shadows. Really? Yeah. No, it's... it's it, it, it's Okay. If you were... It, it, before Shadows mm-hmm. existed, what we're referring to, by the way, is called Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Um, the Shadows of the Empire phenomena uh, was something to behold. Watch Mr. Sunday's video about it. But, like, mm-hmm. before that happened, you just kind of had to assume mm-hmm. what happened in between... Empire and Jedi, and rightfully so, because like that's all you had. Yeah, you and really put the pieces together. It was easy to contextualize. You had a giant opening crawl, you had, you know, mm-hmm. the movie to contextualize it for you. But uh but but Shadows, like, I don't know, it it it, it was brazen and fun and it like didn't care about what it, you know, it was just kind of like, here's something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, let's do these things. And you know, the world of Star Wars was opened up after Jedi. Like after that, like you, you know, you, fandom kind of like fell into all these cracks. Like, oh, I prefer the Empire. I like these bounty hunters. You know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so they they were able to align it all into this into this thing. And and uh, now that you've like kind of thrown that all away, it's like, well, we have to look at it with fresh eyes, but also recontextualize in the world of the prequels, the new trilogy, and even the memory of the of, of the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Charles Soule did the first Star Wars series, which was between A New Hope and Empire. Right. So it would stand to reason they would do another series between Empire and Jedi. Um, but, like, if you didn't have Shadows and you were asked, hey, what happened in between Empire and Jedi? Mm-hmm. Just if you were a casual Star Wars fan in 19, call it 85. Yeah. All the way up to, like, I think 1993 or whatever. Uh, they would say, I don't know. They fought the, they thought, they fought the Empire. I'm sure, like, there was a new general that showed up they had to fight. They probably didn't trust Lando right away. Okay. Uh, you know, and then eventually they caught up with, with, with Han. Yeah. And they got some new costumes. That's what this is. What? It's just, oh. So, like, it literally the first issue uh, from Charles Soule uh, is, you know, it's a few seconds after the after uh, Luke's hand gets cut off and, yeah. and, and they escape the empire and mm-hmm. it's before Lando puts on Han's clothes for no good reason whatsoever. But it, you know, it doesn't happen in this issue, uh, <laughs> but like basically we're in a new place where like Luke is really sad. Mm-hmm. You know, he found out the Vader's his father. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be sad and about. He's, and he's really lied to him. Yeah. And, and in, uh, in, in shadows, Luke kind of takes it pretty much in stride. You know, he's like, 
that sucks, but like I got shit to do. Mm. You know, I gotta I gotta figure out what to, what being a Jedi is all about, and I gotta figure out what this means, and I, I you know, and I gotta help Han. Right, right, right. Uh, in this, it's like. I guess it's his lowest point, and he's really sad. Mm-hmm. And Ben wouldn't respond to him when he called out in, yeah. in Empire, so he's really focusing on that. Right. He was like, Yoda and Obi-Wan lied to me. Yoda says that I'm not really even a Jedi, so where does that leave me in the universe? Right, right, right. I even lost my lightsaber. What am I supposed to do well, now? Well, really, Yoda wasn't wrong. I'm just, I'm just, just saying. Right. But it's just like, I don't know. You know, like, there's a lot of talking in circles where, like, Lando's like, we got to get out of here. We're being chased by Imperials. And Leia's like, well, I don't even know if we can trust you. And he's like, I gave up my entire city to save you guys. And yeah. she's like, yeah, but I don't even know if we can trust you, though. And, like, that happens, like, at least three different at what times. At does Chewie just go to the cockpit and fly them away? Uh, Chewie constantly yells at Lando for oh. being a jerk. Oh. Um, eventually, uh, the, 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 our plucky intrepid team trying to rendezvous with the rebellion. Um, but the rebellion is caught in a, in a big fight with the empire who is led by a new general or whatever, uh, who is like a tactician and she's a brilliant and cool and, mm-hmm. and she's got them right where they want them. But then the Falcon shows up and they blow a hole in their plans and everybody gets away. Okay. You know, and she calls Vader and she tells him and Vader's like, good luck. I'm probably going to kill you at the end of this. He's killed people for less. Yes. <laughs> um, there is one moment I kind of like, but it's like with the clunkiest dialogue I've ever seen in a Star Wars story. Um, Lando says to, because like they're, 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 they're not really getting around very well uh-huh. in this dogfight. Uh, surrounded by Imperials. And so Lando uh, insists on flying the Millennium Falcon because, like, he should have done that originally. Right. You know, because he was originally the pilot of the Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Lando tries to convince Chewie by saying, Chewie, you need to let me pilot. You remember how good I used to be at flying? I'm better better now. How? You've You've been an administrator. Yeah, but no, I also flew stuff. Okay. But, uh, basically he says, like, if I fail or I'm or, or I hurt, you know, the, our chances, you can rip my arms off, which I guess Chewie's excited about. He's like, I'm ripping someone's arms off. Yeah, but Chewie <laughs> basically indicates, like, all right, you can sit down. Okay. It's it's, it's incredibly clunky. Uh, the 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 facial capture. I don't even know if it's like drawing so much as it is just like pulling images. But, like, the facial captures for Lando and Leia are perfect. Okay. Uh, everybody else, meh. I don't know why it's so hard for people to draw 3PO, but it's been a problem in Star Wars comics forever. Okay. Uh, Vader's rendered in perfection because, obviously, we're using, like, pictures from movies and stuff, so we better at least get Vader right. He's a drawing. Uh, he's a photograph. We're good. Right, um, right. But, uh, basically, they're screwed and they can't get out of there. So then uh, Luke reaches out with the Force and kills all the all the TIE fighters. <laughs> oh, no, he's so sad, he might be leaning towards the dark side. Okay. Um, you know, so then they, 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 uh, they all escape, and they find out that basically the Empire has broken their, their, their secret codes. So they can't communicate with, each, with the fleet. Right, right. I wonder if this is an attempt to make Luke's behavior after Jedi before... 
the new trilogy make more sense Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like if this is a way for them to be like you know this is kind of how luke handles his like you know problems or what have you instead of like going with what they had before um which is again it was a different time yeah different time like they literally was the wild west of like writing anything in the expanded universe yeah they were just "Eh, whatever write it yeah green light that go for it right um so i get it i'm trying to like pull it all together so i guess we'll just see where this goes yeah hmm yeah, I won't be reading anymore. Okay. I don't care. Like, Star Wars is so dead in my heart. Uh, like, I'm just kind of like, uh, I read it because it's the first issue. It's a Star Wars book. And, like, let's see how they how they tried to measure up right. to Shadows. Mm-hmm. They, fl- they Compared to Shadows, it's a, f- it's a flat-out face plant. Mm. Like, it's not even close okay. to as interesting or fun as Shadows. Like, at all. Soul is trying his hardest to make it, like this emotional gripping tale about, oh no, Luke is sad. Right, right, right. I've seen Luke sad. I've seen Luke whiz an entire trilogy. I would rather watch the Luke that I like in the movies that I like. Mm. Please. Right, right, How did they get it right 25 years ago? (laughs) That being said, meh. Like, it's it's a big meh. But like, of course it is. (laughs) Because like, at the end of the day, you can't tell more Star Wars stories. Right. I mean, though, for a lot of people, this is going to be what happened. That's the thing. There. That's like, a, that's the part that like makes me like that ref, that makes me refuse to give it a pass. Is that like this is going to be the replacement for Shadows? Yeah. Well, it won't even be a replacement because they won't know it's a replacement. Right. It'll the, just be the thing. Hey, did you want to read? <laughs> it's like think about. You remember when Star Wars Infinities came out, which was the what if for Star Wars from Dark Horse? Yes. Uh. Well, I don't remember if you that, don't, but I, I, I know about it. If you it don't, it's people. a stupid thing, and they tried it, and it was like, why not? Uh, no one remembers that. That's what Shadows is now. It's a what-if for Star Wars. And yeah. it's like, you know how hard it was to get people to read Infinities? It's exactly as hard to get anyone to read the Expanded Universe, those novels, or any of the old stuff. Right. Because, like, hey, you want to read something that, like, used to matter to the old guard of Star Wars fandom? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to read that? It doesn't matter or mean anything, and they're not referencing anything. But like, you know. But it is still a good story. But it is story. kind of cool, though. It's a good story. Like, what if there was this green guy who had like pheromones and like hated Vader? I am, I am, one hundred percent positive that Shizor will show up. You think so? Yeah, Thrawn showed up in the Rebels cartoon. Well, I mean, and- I I think Thrawn is like an overall like people dig him like kind of across the board more people are kind of aware of him yeah she's not really only shows up in one story granted it's a story it's a comic it's a video well, and game then, and then there's, they, well, there's there's a shadows too in the comics well in the comics yeah there's no book but you know what i mean like so i get them pulling thrawn i think he's like a like a fan favorite yeah uh, across the board yeah um i think so but uh you know meh <laughs> I, I can't. I I can't recommend. It. You can't. Okay. But like, it, it's it's competently made. Okay. If I were a Star Wars, if I were a new Star Wars fan, I'd be like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I read Shadows and be like, oh my god. Yeah. That's way more fun. Uh, by the way, in the super chats, Adam Asamoah says, "Who would you put in charge of the Ultimate Universe today?" Uh, I'd put Donny Cates on the Ultimate X Men, Al Ewing on Ultimate Four, Chip Zdarsky on Ultimate Spider Man, Nick Spencer on the Ultimates. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah. I probably wouldn't resurrect the Ultimate Universe at this point. Because, like, the Ultimate Universe was essentially an eff- like a way for Marvel to try and maintain relevancy. And now they're the most relevant. Mm. Like, 
I don't know if there's even room for an Ultimate Universe. Like, since Marvel's not afraid to do anything at any point forever, yeah. What what is the place of the Ultimate Universe now? Mm. Like, if the Ultimate Universe is supposed to see your favorite characters doing something you've never seen them befo- do before, yeah, that's kind of what they're doing now. Okay. Nice. Peter Parker was the head of a multi-billion-dollar corporation in the real universe. Yeah. I there's nothing in Ultimate Spider-Man that's more different than that, <laughs> and that happened in I, canon. I to to kind of like build on this question, I might take. I mean, like I like all these picks, so yeah. it's kind of hard. But I kind of want to. I want to put Donny Cates someplace else because, like, I personally want to put Kelly Thompson on X Men because yeah. I just like her voice for the X Men and her love of like nostalgia for the X Men. So that'd be kind of cool to see her redo it. Yeah, like, reimagine the X Men. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would just like to see it again. It, it probably wouldn't work out. Probably wouldn't pan out. But no, I kind of want to just see how that would go. But I would leave Zadarsky on Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I might also be like, you know what? We're not going to do any of the Ultimate books that we did. Oh, like let's like okay. The Ultimate line was like Ultimate X Men, Ultimate Spider Man, Ultimate Fantastic Four. We're not going to do those. Like, let's do Ultimate Doctor Strange. Like, let's do Ultimate an action. Defenders? Did they do Defenders? They did not. Oh. I mean, they're... The, depending on what version you're talking about, okay. the, the Defenders kind of did happen. Okay. The, the Bendis Defenders. Like, they <laughs> called them the Ultimate Knights or something like that or whatever. I'm talking, like, some classic defenders. Yeah, no. But, like, yeah, Ultimate Silver Surfer. Um, you know, do some okay, Ultimate but stuff see, there. See, like, the Ultimate, the Ultimate line is now is not going to last very long with this lineup that we've just... No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I, there was never an Ultimate Daredevil book, really. I mean, there was, like, a couple of books, a couple issues. Okay. But not, like, a run. There was okay. no Doctor Strange run. There was no... Uh... Did they ever do an Ultimate Punisher run? Nope. Nope, they didn't. Kind of interesting to Would see Frank cool. in that universe. Yeah, Bendis did it, and he clearly had, like, nothing but disdain for Frank. So, like, every time Frank showed up in Ultimate Spider-Man, he was, like, this monosyllabic jackass. Well, it'd be nice if someone had respect for Frank and then... Well, like, like I, understood I, I, his appreci- character and I appreciate kind of... Bendis' interpretation because he's like, no, he's a thug who sucks. Well, I, but that's his interpretation. It's the chance to make him not that. Well, yeah, I agree. No. Like, that's what the Ultimates was, was to, like, get a chance to retell these stories, not yeah. keep them exactly the same as they were. Oh, no, I agree. I mean, like, that would be very... <laughs> cool I, I can't argue with that um jumping back into the super chats but i want to pull up something really quick um sure yeah i don't have it i'm trying to come up with any other um ultimate i mean there's so many there's so many opportunities with the ultimate universe because like you can take make take pretty much anything and make it into yeah. the ultimate and you could just take things that literally would never sell like you could do like ultimate next wave and, like <laughs> <laughs> i mean like just bring back <laughs> Yeah, just bring back next week. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, and then you could really start screwing with people and just putting too many labels on books. And you do like Ultimate Marvel Knights or like Oh no, Ultimate um, uh, Marvel Max. Where it's like, <laughs> wait, who is this for? Right. He's making it an Ultimate book, but you're also saying it's a Marvel Max book. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, try to make that parse that one. Yeah, it's a bad idea. I agree. Nachi <laughs> uh, Kate. Naik says, uh, just got my Bloodshot giveaway poster. Thanks, guys. Also, I wrote a short comic story getting published in an anthology by one, by one Ship Press. So doubly happy. Oh, well, yes. congratulations. congratulations. That's fantastic. Uh, and I'm glad you got your, your poster. I know that somebody else in the chat also mentioned that they got their poster. So oh, that's great. I'm happy to hear that, that Valiant Yeah, that you got the poster is no problem. But also, congratulations on publishing uh, your, your uh, first work, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, uh, don't want to assume story anything. Short story in an anthology. Great. That's fantastic. Congrats. 
Uh, Tardis Man 85, yo, Infinities is dumb, and I love every panel. Yeah, it is dumb, and I also love every panel. I love it for how stupid it is. It's so stupid. It's a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what if what if Star Wars? But also, like, it's a horrible execution. Right. Hor- horrible. Right. For some reason, I always get that. I don't know why, because it doesn't make any sense. And those Unleashed figures. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, no, that's what that, nope, nothing... Those yeah. Unleashed figures, man. The, the, ridiculous. The Darth Vader one is great. Yeah, but they're ridiculous. The Chewbacca one is, is not. Yeah, no. He's like... Yeah, he's very... It's just... All over the place. Cash Money in the Bank says, To be honest, surprised they went with the more original trilogy expansion. Seems like ongoing in the time frame of the sequel trilogy would do a lot. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, that would have made sense. I mean, like, really, like... But I think that they were like, well... All of the movies we're gonna make are probably gonna take place someplace, someplace between Jedi and the sequel trilogy. I was, I would say also it could be that. Um, listen, for the most part, people really like the original trilogy, regardless of how you feel about the rest of Star Wars. You probably have some sort of appreciation for those films. So this is pretty safe. Yes, this is a safe place to be right now. That's right. Like you, there's, there's not as much division within the original trilogy. It's kind of when you get on either side of it that like the fans start kind of, you know, infighting a little bit more so. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is probably just a safer bet for them to go with. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So uh, before there, we get into that. No, yeah, there's more. There's one more I want to chat about real quick. Right. Because um, uh, Philadelphia number two came out and it's just as excellent as ever. But um, I know there's like two more books we want to talk about. And then I think we're going to chat about the trailer that dropped today. Uh-huh. Um, so just wanted to mention that if you didn't pick up number two. Um, I want to talk about uh, Justice League Dark number 18. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, like, we're slowly coming to the end of either Justice League Dark or Tynan's run on it. Um, I think he, he has till 21. Yes. Which and, is a really weird number to stop on. Yeah, well. Um, okay. But see. he is going to be, uh, he's going to be coming back to the book. Great. Um, like, so he's leaving and then the he's going to come back. Well, because he's seemingly going to be introducing a character. Well, not introducing, but, like, having a character show up, I, I think, around, like, issue 20. Okay. Maybe 19. I'm not sure. It's Animal Man. Um, oh, yay! Um, but, um, so, like, the Wishing War is going to wrap up, and then it's, like, he's going to probably maybe tell, like, a mini arc. Okay. Maybe. And then he'll return to it at some point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, um, this book just is really, um, you know, the Upside Down Man um, there uh, chatting with Wonder Woman on the moon. Mm-hmm. He, like, grabs her face at one point and, like, makes her, like, make squishy <laughs> cheeks. And it's just an incredible image, honestly. no, I, I guarantee you it's the first time anyone's ever seen that. I've never seen Wonder Woman's face like that, where he's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's talking about how, like... It's like he didn't understand what a lie was until he met humanity. Oh. And so, like, he made a deal with Nabu to, like, you know, like, get control of, like, the dimension. And he's like, and he and he, and he he said one thing and then did something else. And I thought to myself, what? What? But he said he was going to do the one thing. Exactly. And he's like, but I realize that's what you guys are all about. That's what you do. <laughs> like, he's like, and then Cersei came to me and she offered me all this stuff. And she stood in front of me and said all these things I know she's not going to do. Right. And I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. So now he's, like, embracing it, and he's like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm going to win anyway. Right. So who cares? Um, but um, essentially, like, she makes him an offer. Okay. To put her back, because he's like, make me an offer. Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah, come on. I, I, that's what I do. That's kind of my make, thing. Make, make me an offer. Just, just tell me, like, tell me, like, I can put you back in your body, right? <laughs> and you can fix all this. And then you'll just give me something. You know, come on. Yeah. It's going to be great. So she offers that, like, she will put into balance 
um, the uh, like the the relationship between he and Hecate, how oh. it was meant to be. Okay. Because he never really got a chance to play that role. Like, in that capacity where it was like, she was supposed to be, like, all this part of magic, and he was supposed to be all the dark part of magic, and then that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of took all of it, and she's like, we'll fix that, and we'll make it real. And he's just like, well, that's not possible. (laughs) So then what are you going to give me? And she's like, if Mm. I can't deliver that, then I'll just get out of your way. Okay. And let you take, like, eat magic. Oh, what? Because she's, like, so sure. That they're going to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So meanwhile, um, the rest of the Justice League dark team has, like, fallen behind um doors that are like magically sealed and like all that stuff and they're in the basically the magical armory right and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do um uh dr fate well ex dr fate is like doing everything he can to keep the door sealed and also keep uh kirk out because like he is a crazy bat right creature. yeah we, as i recall he lost control yeah and bobo's just a chimpanzee running around right now yes. and they're like okay can we do anything about that they're like he's like i really can't i can't do anything about that because i'm doing these other things so it's really up to you guys yeah um cersei and her and her thrall and her team they are trying to like figure out how to get in and they just have solomon grundy like punching away at the wall and he's basically a zombie at this point even more so and right. he's decaying rapidly oh no and him fighting the wall is making it worse right and so like they're like i'm pretty sure he's going to like be nothing before he actually gets into the doors at this right point. which is kind of dope yeah i mean like that <laughs> he'll just become like a mush um yeah and like like one woman's face right it's mush it's it's seriously like i, I love that image so so much like yeah. it's just incredible she's like how dare you <laughs> It's just so like I was like, what? Yeah. I never knew I wanted to see that. That was the artist definitely took their, took a picture of themselves. Yeah, just smoosh. Okay, that's okay. what it looks like. Cool. Got it. Nailed it. Um, yep. so um, Cersei is trying desperately to figure out how to get into the gates, and she's like, I got a plan. She's this guy. I got to figure out the history of this dragon, <laughs> the skeleton that's been hanging up like within the Justice League darks. Um headquarters the entire time yeah yeah, yeah. She's like i gotta figure out what undid it ah got it and she like gives it a coin okay and then like, it reconstitutes itself oh no and it's uh dracul carfang like dracul carfang's like who bugs me who dares disturb my what, slumber what, what do you want what's up and so she's like hey cool hey great dragon um <laughs> you want to like uh help me out here and she and the dragon's like dude you're you come what? to me in the body of my captor, and like you act like that's cool. Are you, right? Are you, like, you think trying that's cool? to provoke me? Why, I, <laughs> what are you, you going to take my money now? Kind of a bad move. Like yeah. I don't get it. Um, but basically, she's like, "Here's the thing: you help us get in there, and all her friends are in there, and we could take them out, and then I'll leave this body, and you can eat it." And Dragon's like, "Okay, fair enough. All right, cool." So she uses the dragon like fire and starts like hammering away at the door and like they're watching this happen and like the justice league dark team's like okay um we are not equipped for dragon fighting dragon i don't even have a lance <laughs> we need like we need an arrow and it's, it has to be a special one and uh, a certain guy has to fire it mm-hmm. at a scale obviously that is missing and, right um, yeah no um no basically Zatanna's like hey Constantine usually you have a horrible plan that'll somehow get us out of it but it's like the worst thing I could possibly think of it only helps you yeah what do you got and he's like well I mean we're in this armory and each of these items here has basically brought the Justice League to its knees at one point or another why don't we just use all of them (laughs) well here's why they can't do that 
Because in the first volume of Scott Snyder's Justice League, when they established the Hall of Justice, uh-huh. part of the deal they had with making the hall open to the public yeah. was that any and all weapons that are on display in the Justice League headquarters yeah. have been deactivated because or having their firing pins taken out. These, these, these aren't on display. Ah. These are, there's a whole, don't forget, Justice League Dark operates below yeah. Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. And then this is even further down. Uh, so this is not on display. Right, right, right. And like how like how do you truly make magic inert? I mean you can. I don't if know. If the writer says so. But right, these yeah, are naturally. not inert. These are these are active right now. And like meanwhile, Eclipso's like, yeah, yeah. Use yeah, me. yeah, use my use oh, my crystal. Is the moon yeah. out yet? Because like Cersei's desperate to get a hold of Eclipso because it's like the power source she needs to kind of get the job done. Right. Um Meanwhile, like we see, like they like the upside down man uh, takes the deal essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, he also like it takes um, Witchfire and he like grabs her. Oh no! And he's like, "Come here, I'm, I'll, I'll show you what I'm gonna do." And he like bites into her and she's like, "But I'm dead already." Mm. And like he's and she's like, "You told me I wouldn't go to hell. Like I don't understand." And then like she like is bleeding out and he's like, "Oh no, where I'm from is it's worse than that." <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yeah. Don't, don't, no, you won't go there. Yeah. You'll go I promised you you worse. wouldn't go to hell. You're yeah. going worse than hell. Yeah. So it's like she died once and now it's like, and now you'll die again. I was like, that sucks. You'll die harder. I hope she comes back. I feel really badly for her, <laughs> like being resurrected as a character just to die constantly. Yeah. Um, Essentially, they decide they're probably going to do this. Meanwhile, there's like this monologue that's been going on. This like, you know, background conversation about like how it's like this is all really bad and you're kind of part of like setting this all in motion and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, like, I know you're not that bad. And like, you're like, who the hell's talking to who? Yeah. And it's, um, is it like, it's the other Dr. Fate and he's chatting with Nabu and he's like, you got it. You got to pull your ass, like your head out of your ass. Right. Man, and like, help us out because like, you know, this isn't going your way. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's going to make a deal with it. This deals happen. All this magic. Yeah. It's nonstop it's just, deals. Just deals. Just deals, 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 deals. At the end of the day, what nobody seems to understand is that like, they're all really against the upside down man. They're, right. They're against this other world that's coming in here. But like Cersei's so confident in herself and her ability to get Hecate's power mm-hmm. and control Hecate's power. That that she's like, no, it's fine. Like, I am going to take control of magic, and then I'm going to push them off, and it's going to be cool, and, like, I'm going to be in total control of everything, and how great is that? Sure. And, like, it's never going to work out like that, Cersei. Okay? (laughs) Well, it's not going to work out It's never going to work like that. So I think in the next issue, we're going to see either Dr. Fate return or the promise of, like, the next cover in which Diana is returned to her body seemingly, and, like, she will gain the power of Hecate and, like, also unlock all the power she has within her. Okay. Um, and the, the image on the front is, like, three different Wonder Woman, which, of course, is that, like, uh, like symbol of Hecate, the three yes. versions of her. And I'm like, oh, are we going to get that? Hmm? That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Didn't we see a glimpse of that in the first volume, Just League Dark? Yeah, no, we saw her, like, all powered out and stuff like that, but I think this is different. And, like, they're probably going to bring this to a close, like, her ability to tap into this yeah, or probably. they forever change her character. I don't know. Um, I'm going to guess it's really... More likely they'll change the character forever because there's a crisis coming and they can do whatever they want. Well, I'm sure they can. But I mean, that would also reflect whatever's going on in the Wonder Woman book right now. Um, I yeah. think that this is... For me, this feels like Tynan kind of putting all the toys back in the box. Sure. Um, on the off chance he doesn't get back to this book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like we took away Dr. Fate. We don't have a Dr. Fate, but it looks like we're going to get another Dr. Fate. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, I think he's just kind of putting his ducks in a row here. The year the villains obviously kind of come to a close. Yeah. He has to end the witching war at this point. Right. Um, 
and you know Cersei's got to get her ass trance. So I'm sounds dope. I'm, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Oh, and of course, Swamp Thing's still a mess. That, oh no! Um, that that Kirk or not Kirk? That uh, Boba flings. <laughs> And somebody's just like, ugh. And I'm like, I really hope that was Swamp Thing and not something else. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just chimpanzee. Yeah. (laughs) So. Right. Well, uh, I guess we could talk about X-Men. I think we should. Uh, X-Men number four came out. Yeah. Which uh, was pretty cool. It's, there's not a lot of action, but like, who cares? Uh, Also, I don't know. When I first read it, I was like, didn't we just see this already? But... (laughs) But, uh, so here's the deal. Um, the, the three major heads of state, that is to say, Professor X, Magneto, and Apocalypse, go to meet with more heads of state. These are the ones who are more aggressive, the people who are, like, mm-hmm. not agreeing to trade deals with the with Krakoa. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the first, like, here's Krakoa as a nation having one of them heads of state meetings mm-hmm. that you hear so much about and yeah. that people who read comics are definitely very interested in. Um, but that said, it's a really interesting story because like the issue is basically just watch as Magneto swings his dick around and the other two try to catch up because like Magneto literally is like, I've been waiting for this opportunity to tell people in charge that I'm in charge since I've got my my powers. I'm pretty sure Magneto has, like, said these things into the mirror several times. He has rehearsed this experience. (laughs) He has a monologue that he gives while he eats Wagyu beef. Yeah. And it's, like, it is so quintessentially Magneto. I think if if, if he were wearing the Magneto costume... Yeah. It would be as memetic as the Doom Needs No One sequence. Yeah, like. I like them in the suits because it's disarming for everyone oh, else. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious to see Apocalypse in, in a, a suit? suit. Yeah. Like, right. where did you get that? Well, and I love that they're like, <laughs> so do we call you N7 Nerd? Do we yeah. call you Mr. Nerd? He's like, just call me Apocalypse, which I love because it's like, yeah. Well, he says that because he's like, you're not worthy to say my other names. Yeah. But also because, like, that's what I am. Yeah. Let's, let's be That's let's what be I'm going honest. to be. Yeah. Um, the- he also has a hilarious, um, like, Futurama-esque moments yes you know, like you know oh what, what what killed the dinosaurs me yeah and like yeah <laughs> what ended the bronze age me <laughs> like okay <laughs> but um, uh yeah you know this is like I'll, I'll be i'll be perfectly honest with you like i read this issue at, like first few pages i was like okay. okay and like literally by like the third page i was like i was so invested in where the story was going yeah and like i'll I'll be honest, like, I was really happy that Magneto took the lead on this because I was, I'm kind of tired of listening to Charles, like, proselytize. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, thank God, it's Magneto. He's way more suited to this. Right. You know what I mean? This is the, this is the role he was born to have. Yeah, um, he's a statesman <laughs> who gets to tell everybody that they're in charge right. now. And he could also, like, kill you with a fork. Um, yep. <laughs> your own. Right. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, uh, so the, the two stories are uh, Magneto basically speaks for Krakoa while the other two eat. And, uh, Do they? I don't think Apocalypse has a bite. I th- I'm sure they don't. <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't because, like, the food is probably poisoned. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting there to be a sequence where Magneto's like, where, where, they're, where you know, they're like, oh, yeah, no, by the way, like... I changed the minds of the chefs to put the poison into the food before we got here. You know, I'm so glad they didn't do that. I had that same thought, but I was like, that's just so overdone. And that's not that's what this is That's the thing. I was really expecting well, because it. They because they don't need the poison because they have another plan. Right. They have a whole other plan. Yeah, yeah, the plan is way more subtle. It involves a bunch of dudes with guns jumping into the room and killing everybody. Except 
the the the, the trio brought their like attaché in the form of Gorgon, who drives me crazy. He's here and Cyclops, right. and the two of them basically deal with two different like camps of of bad guys, and in two different in two different ways. Honestly, I'll, the fact that they thought that they could get the drop on, um, and maybe they didn't. Use they didn't even bullets. need Cyclops. <laughs> But like you have you have Apocalypse and you have Magneto. Yeah. Like and you're gonna Either use of them. guns. So either those guns are not made out of metal, which they clearly are because he uses his powers against them. Yep. Or you really didn't think this one through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it required nothing but thinking. Yeah. Because this is like a really well organized plan. The dude has an earpiece that he's communicating with the other like the the, the statement. Uh is is communicating with his with his squad through an earpiece. It's Magneto! Mm-hmm. These are, this is shit you should be way too ready for. No, they were ready for like Professor X. Yeah, they were ready. Well, they for killed him already. Well, no, but they use they have like the like they these diodes or whatever on their head that are preventing him from getting in there. So like he's like I know where they are, but I can't tell you anything more about and that. I can't so, turn them all. So he's already like out of this. Yeah, Scott, fight. be a lamb and go take care of that for me. Yeah, which I love. That's that's great. Um, but they thought that far. Yes. It's almost like they don't regard Apocalypse or Magneto. Well, or they don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, or maybe they're just so desperate. They're like, we have to do something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, we so can, this well, is what we're going to do. Obviously, we can't like acquiesce to their plans. So let's just like and figure out how to kill one of them. Right, and it's clearly not all of them who are no. in on this. It's just one of the statesmen is clearly in on it. Yep. I, I kind of got the idea that it was from the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I got that same feeling. Um, now, to be fair, most of like most of the X Men's earlier adventures. Um, oh no, it's, it's usually, completely it, it follows type. It no really question. does. Um, so, what's your beef with Gorgon? Gorgon shouldn't be here. He's a monster. He's murdered children. I, I no, like well, and like and this is the thing. They they establish it well early. Like when when Krakoa is established officially, mm-hmm. Wolverine gives him a beer. So like it and it and it's it's a very clear gesture mm-hmm. that Hickman is aware of because he picked Gorgon of all people. Right. So like we have that. That's there, and, and I know he's doing that on purpose. But for me, I'm like, no. There are some things that are unforgivable. You don't get to come to our magic island. But that being said, like Magneto's killed innocent people. Apocalypse killed innocent people. Professor X has killed innocent people. Yeah. Cyclops has killed innocent people. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of blood on these people's hands. Yeah. I guess if it's like, oh, we're all monsters. Fuck it. Let's all just live on this island together. I guess, but like in this, we clearly see that something has changed within him. Yes. Like very much so. So like. Right. But it's it's, it's that yeah. idea that Krakoa is like a place of like new ideas and, mm-hmm. and new chances and second chances and whatever chances, however yeah. many chances you might need. Um, but it's also interesting because it's like, it also shows that it's like, no, but see, like Magneto's also changed. Like Magneto's sitting there. He has like, it. He's the same guy. He's just wearing a suit now. No, but he does say he's like, typically like my thought on how to do this would be to like go to war with you and right. fight you and take your weapons from them and use them against you. Yeah. But now I see that that's not how we do it here. Like yeah. you guys oh. really taught us. And I love that. Oh, oh. In, within the cult conversation, basically Magneto's like, no, we're going to take the world from you the way you took the world yourselves. Like, we're going to use economics and cultural appropriation and mm-hmm. shit to, to basically appropriate everything subvert, like, and subvert you. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're going to, so we're going to use your own tools against you. And, and it was like, yeah, that's brilliant. Like, uh, not even brilliant, like, as a plan. It's brilliant in its execution as a story and a narrative. Yeah. Like, it was cool. Uh, another thing I want to focus on, uh, we've, has, we've had a couple, we've had, we were really playing close to the chest with Charles wearing this big friggin' helmet. Like all the time. And then recently, he's taken it off a lot. Yeah. And I think it's because he is projecting an image of Charles Xavier in other people's brains. 
What? I don't think it's Charles Xavier or it's something else. Like oh. it's some, but it's like it, it's it's supposed to be disarming. Like I pop it off. It's clearly Professor X behaving nothing like Professor X ever behaved. Right. And I'm real. And he's like, no, but I I am behaving like me because I still totally love you and I still like believe in the best of you and I will be the downfall of mutant kind because I'm such an idiot and an idealist. At least that's what Myra McTaggart thinks. But. I, I really, like, at this point, I was, like, they really focused on Professor X taking off his helmet. And, mm-hmm. like, he does it literally just to say, like, it's me. I'm still Professor X. And I love you. Pop a helmet back on. I'm, like, but the whole design of the helmet is so that we obfuscate his identity. Yeah. So why is it there? And I think it's because maybe it's, like, this Professor X either doesn't look like Professor X. or whatever, But, like, he's projecting an image of Professor X into people's minds. I noticed that Magneto's not wearing the helmet anymore. Well, he doesn't need to. Well, he doesn't need to because he's not hiding from Charles. But right. now, he, but you know, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking there might be something else going on. Okay. Uh, I'm hopeful anyway. I've also noticed they've they've done a really excellent job of making Moira like kind of the whole driving force behind this entire series. Yeah. She's not in any of them. No, she's not. And I love anymore. that because yeah. like really holding on to that. Well, because that's the may or may not be like a mic drop moment. Oh, it is. What it, what has she been up to? What is happening? Yeah, we saw her one time in like one of the issues where she's she's got her own little place. Mm-hmm. We know we're, we've seen yeah. the map, but like she's not a player in any of these seemingly, although we know she is. Yeah. Uh, but it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm still digging this. Uh, X-Men became like a, a great like pull. Yeah. Um, in only a couple issues. No, it's true. And like, of course, all these books are coming to an end. Yeah. So, you know. Well, what I thought was fascinating about this is that, like, obviously the, like, other books that are coming out around this have a lot more action going. And, like, that's an easier sell for a lot of people. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's action-packed. Things are happening, blah, blah, blah. This is literally just conversations. There is some action, but, like, not really. It's no. really about the conversation. Well, the action punctuates the dialogue, yeah. which is exactly the kind of shit I like. Yeah. This is, like, like peak Bendis, but, like, smarter. Yeah. And, uh, and I appreciate it. Like, uh, this is the kind of stuff that I live for when it comes to, like, it's we're changing the status quo mm-hmm. through actual, like, smart, character-driven dialogue and conversation. Right. Um, you, you know, it's funny. Your issue with Gorgon and, like, how he's, like, adopted this new philosophy. Yeah. I mean, he's still a monster in this. Oh, yeah. Because, like, what he chooses to do, he's like, typically I would have, like, taken your head. Like, he's talking to one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see around the guy, there's, like, arms and legs. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And, like, he's like, no, my new philosophy is I, like, will leave you alive to live in your shame. Right. And to, like... At least that guy? Or is it all of them? All of them. They're yeah. all just missing arms and legs. Right, right, right. Like... They're all down for the count. Yeah. But, like, they're all forever maimed. He's maimed everyone in this room. Yeah. Cyclops, like, blasted everybody, so they're seemingly... With his concussive blast. Yeah, so, so he, like, they're probably pushed okay. them hard. I don't know. But all of these guys, that's it. They're not working here anymore. <laughs> they're not working anywhere anymore. That's yeah. not true. I'm sure they're, like, plenty of, like, you know... There's they robotics and other such things, and yeah, they'll, they'll be taken. They'll be fine, I'm sure. Yeah. But I was just like, no, he's still a monster in his own way. Right, right, like, right. He could have just knocked them all out. Yes. But he didn't. No. <laughs> but technically didn't kill them. Didn't technically kill them. So didn't, didn't break the take, law. And he didn't take the, the like trophies with him. It's not like he took you know, like, like a bag of arms and legs <laughs> when he left. These are mine. They belong to me now. <laughs> I took these from you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, good, good stuff. Highly recommend it. Yeah, this was an excellent issue. Yeah. Like, if you're a Magneto fan, like, I, oh, I, yeah. I think you're going to dig it. You've been waiting for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to reference some Super Chats here really quick. Sure. Uh, cash Money in the Bank. Uh, we talked to you already, but thank you very much for your Super Chat. Uh, Christian Pereira uh, says, hi and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. 
Uh, Ultimate is supposed to be a retreatment of the characters, but when Captain America becomes a militaristic, almost fascist patriot, it's betrayal of the character. I mean, when they started it out, yeah, that's how he looked. That's your problem when you give it to Mark Miller. But um, I think he eventually evened out until, you know, he didn't, until the end, until the universe ended. I was looking through a wizard that you had at the house, mm-hmm. and there's like a little sampling of, I guess, ultimates of some kind in there. Where yeah. Like, it's the shocker comes back, and he doesn't remember who he is. And then, like, he kills a bunch of people in a hospital room. Oh, no, it's Electro. Electro, yes. sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's Ultimate Six. Wrong, uh, but, yeah, so, like, he leaves, and then, like, he is immediately, like, knocked down. And, like, standing over him is, like, the Avengers. And, like, it's the Ultimates. It's the Ultimates, but it's the Avengers. Yeah. Just far yeah, as I know. Cap, Thor, Iron Man. And, like, Cap's face, oh I was God. like, he looks like a monster. Yeah, it was like, drawn by Casada. But, so. like, <laughs> he looks like, you know, like, I'm like, oh, my God, you look like, you know, Frank Castle put on Cap's outfit and, like, yes. started running around punching everybody. Yeah, I'm no, like, he, is a, he is, like, a, a psycho. <laughs> he looks it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, Debashish Mahaptra says, uh, just recently found out that Alfred's dead and Superman's revealed his identity. Why does that not make me feel a thing? Way to make me not care anymore. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, literally. Literally, when, when Alfred died, I went like, oh, well, I hate this run. I hate the decisions you've made so far. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's all par for the course. And also, because, like, I know there's a crisis coming, like, that's, like, the, that's, like, the biggest, hey, we're going to undo everything and mm-hmm. probably undo a lot of other things you like. Ha, 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 ha. Like, yeah, I'm really expecting that to happen anytime. Um, so, yeah, I feel the same way. The Superman identity, fuck it. Do anything you want. We're all going to, we're going to undo it. And then I'll get everything I've wanted because Tim Drake won't exist. And <laughs> like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. By the way, I hear that King didn't want to kill Alfred. That like, the reason why Alfred was like in other books and why he had that whole like Clayface plot in uh-huh. the actual book where he died was because like, no, Alfred doesn't die. And folks upstairs were like, no, kill Alfred. It'll make, it'll, it'll get, it'll, it'll boost the sales. That makes me feel way better because like seemingly like throughout the issues I've read of King's run, like he didn't seem to have a favorable, like opinion of Alfred Alfred or his relationship with Bruce. And I thought that was like, I was like, like, that's weirdly on the nose, man. There's a more recent issue. Well, Alfred's like will or whatever that he gives Bruce is like his love letter to Alfred. Okay. It's very sad, but also like. You killed Alfred, so I really don't care what you have right. to say. Right, but that, again, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a vendetta. No. Uh, Algie Try says the one, uh, this one for me, this, this one is for the awesome moderator, Danielle, the behind-the-scenes backbone of the show. Thanks, Algie. Uh, I'm you. sure she appreciates it. Uh, Flywheel Shyster says, uh, Rayleigh, catch it live. Always love the show. Thank you very Thank much, you so Flywheel. Much. Welcome to the show, man. Uh, cash money, gotta run, have some money for the bank. Thank you oh, very well, much, Cash you. Money. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, and thank you for always being there. Uh, Cam Senses, I believe you're next. Yes. Cam Senses says, started my first day back of my last semester <gasps> in college today. You got it. Congratulations, man. You got this. Stoked to come back and watch later. New set's great. Thanks a lot. Thank you so Welcome much. to the show after the fact. Thanks yeah, a lot for yeah, being yeah. here and for and, your and support. And good luck on the, the last semester. Finish strong. Yeah, that's right. Finish strong. Yeah. Uh, but remember to have a good time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, we can talk a little bit about New Mutants. There was a big trailer that came out, uh, New Mutants, for, uh, it's coming out April 3rd. Um, yeah. It, it was uh, made two, three years ago, I believe three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finally got a trailer. Uh, well, we already had a trailer, but like now we got another trailer. Yeah. Uh, and from what I understand, they were able to basically throw away any of the Kinberg reshoots or reshoot attempts or expectations. Right. Because we don't really know how much they actually even reshot because apparently, like, Kinberg had to go leave it anyway 
to go work on uh, Dark Phoenix, which we all know how that turned out. Right. But the Disney's like, screw it. Just just take the movie that you made mm-hmm. and put that out. Yeah. <clears throat> now, that being said, they did recut the trailer. There's a new trailer. Uh-huh. And this trailer is like, show them the things that you didn't put in the last trailer. Yes! One of those things, and I think the big thing that everyone's talking about is that magic. Yes! Is... Literally, like, I was like, okay, cool, rest of the thing. Like, a lot of, like, jump scare stuff like that. Lady from uh, Predators is in it. <laughs> yes. And I Am Legend. Literally, all I could remember her was from that. I was like, fine, She's whatever. Great. Yeah, I like Cool, writers. we're seeing, like, a lot of, like, you know, oh, this, like, like, you know, like, what they're, supposedly what their nightmares are coming to life, that right. kind of thing. I was like, very Silent Hill. I'm in, cool. And Naturally. Then, and then we see more of magic, first of all. Yes. Like, we see her there. We hear her talk. Um, she's got the hair. Like, she looks like magic. Yeah. Not like what the movie studio wanted to make her into no. or whatever. They all and look really good. They all like, look really I, I'm, good. I'm really, like... They all look really good. Um, But magic in particular, I was like, oh my god! Because, yeah. like, then we see her and she, like, puts her arm down and she gets the, like, armor coming down and then we see the beginnings of the sword. And I was like... Mm. It's unexpected, and I was like, well, but you know what? Like, good for you guys. Oh, it's like, awesome. And uh, and I think that it's also like, a, it, for, for Disney, it's funny because it's like a testing ground. Not yeah. that it'll be like retconned into the, into the MCU in any Not way. But I think it's a good testing ground <laughs> and a better testing ground than Deadpool to recut to be right. PG-13. And I was, that's funny you mentioned that because I was like, well, it probably won't be retconned into that, but Deadpool might mention it. <laughs> I would expect, but uh, but with this, I think that like uh, by the way, they could also make it rated R. They could, they, they could, and be like, let's see, because yeah. you know what I what studio I didn't see in the front of that in the trailer Disney. No, it it's Fox. It's true. I think it's actually posted on their YouTube page on yeah. the Fox one. And I was like, oh okay, cool. Um, that's smart for them because like Disney always shies away from R. I get it. It's yeah. part of their brand. It's frustrating for those of us who'd like to see maybe some R properties that, like, they own at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have ways of skirting around that by, oh, like, yeah. putting it through other companies. Um, it, but of it'd course, be they, easy to fix. It would be easy to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was that that's a good call on their part yeah. um, to do it that way. Uh, otherwise, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what my hopes are for this necessarily because of the fact that it has been, like, sitting on a shelf for a couple of years. Well, and, like, it was clearly made as a reaction to, like, the diminishing returns for the proper X-Men franchise mm-hmm. and the big returns of, like, the Logan and Deadpool franchise. Right, right. So they were like, okay, let's do this. And it's, it, it's clearly just, like, another thing. And it's in that, kind of in that universe, but yeah. it's more like, here's something else. And so I think it's a perfect movie to put out because it's like, because it is such an autonomous thing mm-hmm. that ha- that has a baseline of, I get what they're, I know what a mutant is moving on. Right. They're also like, it's interesting too, because like they're going to be tapping the potential horror movie going audience, yeah. which is a, is a strong showing uh, whether or not they're going to jump onto this or not is really up to them. Yeah. Um, but this opens the door because it's like, these aren't characters anyone has seen before yeah. on, like on film. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they could just go just for the horror elements right. of it and then never get anything from it ever No, again. but, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I think that it's a smart move to... Uh, I think it's a smart move because uh, I think Disney's lost money on every Fox property that was ca- that came out since the acquisition. Right. In the movie. In the movies that were already made. Mm-hmm. With this, make it R-rated. Like, make it the purest, most, like, we were gonna make this no matter what. Yeah. No change whatsoever release. Yep. Just to see if it was ever going to be viable right. and see, because you don't want to take it, like, Black Widow should be R-rated. 
Deadpool should be R-rated. Like, yeah. these are movies that should be R-rated because, like, it deals with those, that kind of subject matter. Yeah. Moon Knight should not be a Disney Plus show. It should be a freaking hardcore show. Although, seeing The Mandalorian, hey, maybe it'll actually be yeah, better. Yeah, like, depending on who's shooting it and who's, like, um, writing it, it yeah. could be. It could actually be but, uh, better than we expect. Yeah, a dead, or Daredevil from Netflix would have been clo- as close to R-rated in the MCU as possible. Yeah. Uh, this is a way for you not to have to test that with a franchise that could be... Just as lucrative if you made a PG-13 or more. Right. By just putting this out as an R-rated movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, they're they're saving themselves from, like, dealing, again, like you mentioned, like, the eventual, like, use of X-Men. The, yeah. The eventual use of mutants. Because, like, they don't actually have to adhere to this because, like, that was a Fox movie. Yeah. We don't have to use this. You know, like... They, they can kind of absolve themselves of that. And, yeah. like, let's be honest, they already paid for it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You already paid for it. And let's be honest, you didn't pay for that movie. You paid to get those characters back and to get other franchises under your, um, like, house there, the House of Mouse. Right. Um, and to make further movies out of them. This isn't going to hurt you either way. So, like you said, like, yeah, put it out as a hard R. Like, just, just put it out that way because you, you didn't – you. The money's been spent, man. Like, That's the just, thing. Just it's already it been spent. And like, how much are you really expecting to make off of like a movie you inherited yeah. that was made three years ago mm-hmm. on a dead franchise? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, it could just be PG-13. They could have shot it for PG-13. I mean, but it was Which made in a... But I think, it, But it was made in a post-Logan, post-Deadpool world. Yeah. So it could have been that like all they had to do is like have the director stick a couple of things in there or, yeah yeah or just no, not you, have to you cut it down cut it that way or what have you um a lot of times directors will push for things and then in the editing room they'll yeah. just scale it back yeah. um but well, like, it would have been nice because like to make a horror movie pg-13 i mean you can do it they do it all the time because that's the how time. they make their money apparently according, the according to the chat specifically it's pg-13 but according to the trailer if you watch it it says this film is not yet rated which is why i'm going on that discussion in the first oh. place but you know. Well, I mean, regardless, it's still a fun thought discussion to have. No, it's not. It's not worth having. <laughs> if you're wrong, it's not worth talking about. No, it is. Listen, people, this is how creativity comes about. No, it's this not. Is, this is. <laughs> this is this is this is what literally back in the day. This is like what the Greeks would do. They'd sit around and just talk about shit that was probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like the point was to have the conversation, was to explore. Some young, some young dude in a toga runs in. Oh, I have these tablets. They say that you're wrong already. Stop having the conversation. It's over. But regardless, like no matter what, I hope that they just put the movie out. Let it be what it's supposed to be. Let it be a horror movie. Seems like that's the plan. Let it do what it needs to do, and then you know what? We had this, and, and like, then it's out. And like, like good or bad. It's out. Like, you didn't pay to make it. You bought the studio. And then yeah. you're going to make whatever you want to make over there. It's true. But, like, these people worked on this. And no matter how good or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's like, it is what it is at yeah. this point. And, like, I always feel badly because it's, like, you know, we see bad films. And, like, we talk about bad films. And it's fun to, like, make fun of bad films and all that. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, you, you like... I feel for these people because they, they put time and effort into it. Oh, I know. Sometimes it's a cash grab, and then I feel a little less bad about it. But, like, sometimes people really work hard on these things. And, like, this is one of those films where it's, like, it almost never saw the light of day. These oh, yeah. People worked on this. I was pretty convinced that it was never going to come out. Right? Right? Um, <laughs> I, the thing, the, also, the director, I don't think he's worked on more than a few projects. So I'm, like, really excited to see, like, this right. big screen. And that's, and that's excellent because it's, like, sometimes you get the best stuff from a person like that who's hungry. Yeah. And then, like, you may never get that again. Right. Because it's, like, once that person finds success, 
then they're constantly trying to recapture it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can, and sometimes they can't. And so, like, I'm not saying this movie's going to be great. I'm not saying this movie's going to be good. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. The thing is, I don't know dick about it. Because, like, we didn't really get much. No, I just just want to see it, and I want to, like... I want to see some X-Men not attached to all of the X-Men history. Right. I don't know if that's what we're going to get here. I don't know how standalone this is going to be, what they're going to reference or not. But, like, it's kind of cool that presumably, we'll see, I guess, that this movie won't have, like... Wolverine in Wolverine it. Wolverine in it, you know? Yeah. like it's, We will get Wolfsbane. That's fine. <laughs> Which is cool. I'm okay. Who's the, who's, <clears throat> the, who's the young guy in it? I've seen him in stuff. He's uh, the kid from Stranger Things. I thought so. He's, it's, he's it's, the older brother. Yeah. I was like, it's him. Yeah. He's a very distinct look. He does. And I was like, it's, it's you, Stranger Things. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Of course, we'll talk about it, and we're going to have a couple of tie-ins on this channel to New Mutants because yeah. the last Fox mutant property. Yeah. That's coming out in... March? April first, April is April third is when the movie comes out. Okay, we'll be coming with well, uh, stuff that week. I'm saying that because it's like it would really, really, uh, it'd be really easy to put this out January, February. Yeah, that's when a lot of like you should. That's when studios dump their garbage. Yeah, well, I was gonna say you also sometimes see like a, like a kind of influx of some horror movies. Yes. Now, oh, that's like, when you put out a horror movie. Schlock, you, you put it out there. Agree. You know, you're gonna see it at some point I probably know. if you like that kind of thing. Um, so the fact that they're not. Maybe yeah, they April. think it's maybe they think it's better. It could be that they're just they don't have any faith in Black Widow because because Black Widow comes out a month later, and they're like fuck, well, put out two within the same month and I maybe guess. together they'll make enough for us to have justified. I mean, I guess that. it could have, but like it just could be that maybe when they went back and they took the reshoots out, they were like this is stronger than we originally had thought it yeah. was, and like let's just put it out there at like this time period. So like. That's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. Look, we're getting magic and, like, Wolfsbane. And, That's like, cool. Mutants that you never... Danny expect- Moonstone. <laughs> yeah, like, these mutants that you never expect to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack O'Connell says, Hi, guys. Hope you get a great new year. You too, man. Uh, got to say the new mutants trailer looked cool. Mm-hmm. I got excited when I saw Magic Soul Sword. Zach! Yeah. Uh, what is... What? Alfred's dead? Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. But the run's over, so feel free to check it out. Uh, and Brother of Lucha Dandy says, uh, just sending my support. Love you guys oh. for the hours of entertainment you've given me since I found you in 2018. Well, hey, thank you well, so Thank much. you very much. And uh, glad you've been here for so long. Yeah. Two years now, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Welcome to a whole new decade of entertainment. This is not representative of the entertainment. Yeah. What I just did there. No. That's okay. Let's recommend some books that are okay. coming out this week. Uh, there's, <laughs> let's get away from what I just did. Let, let, let's just do something else. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of books that come out this week. Uh, I'm recommending out of the, out of the slew of new of, of Dawn of X runs. Uh-huh. The only one I gotta recommend is New Mutants number five. Right? How confusing is this going to be for everybody? I love New Mutants number five. <laughs> X Force number five is also coming out. I'm gonna recommend that one too. It's getting better. Okay. But mm, I okay. know it's the weird thing is it's so important and yet Ben Percy's the one who's writing it. Like, meh. Uh, but New Mutants, I'm really excited about. Yeah. So, New Mutants. All right. Uh, also, the amazing Mary Jane number four is coming out from Leah Williams. Uh, it was announced that this is not going to be a six-issue mini. Instead, it's going to keep going. It's an ongoing? It's an ongoing until it gets canceled. Until it's not. Until it gets canceled in, like, three issues. But uh, In seven issues instead. Yeah. But <laughs> now we're, yeah, but there is a solicitation for issue seven. So, wow. at the very least, we'll probably get to issue ten. Maybe twelve. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Like good, good for them. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little story. It's basically just like, hey, I'll get a, like it's it's like if Web of Spider Man was being published again. Yeah. Just, hey, another one. Uh, Batman eighty six is the first issue of James Tynion the Tynion the Fourth's run. 
on Batman until it is unceremoniously canceled for, so that the guy who wrote 12 Years a Slave uh, can take over for Batman. But in the meantime, here's a run, and it's going to be really frustrating when the Batman sales go right back up, mm-hmm. and then they're like, hey, let's change horses midstream. Let's change Batman's midstream. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy this book. Hey, good for, for, for Tynan for getting a shot. I know. So, like, that's great. Yeah. Right uh, the main Batman title. He's been doing he's... a great job with Detective. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited. Deathstroke's going to be the main bad guy in this run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And I, I kind of dig Tony S. Daniels' art. I, I think I've heard a lot of people being like, Ugh. And I'm like, what? It looks cool. I don't know. I think it's good. It's a taste thing. Yeah, but uh, but and, I'm excited. And not like good or bad. I mean, like your taste, right? To someone else. No, it's true. Yeah. But but Batman '86 is the beginning of Tynan's run. I'm definitely checking that. Okay. Symbiote um, Spider-Man: Alien Reality is out. Uh, it's number two of five. Mm-hmm. This book should be a must-buy. Okay. But Greg Land has been drawing this series in the last series, and it's so goddamn bad looking. It's unforgivable. Peter David wrote Spider-Man back in the day, too, among some other, uh, some other amazing writers like Fingeroth and Michelini and, mm-hmm. like, DiMatteis. This should be a pickup for everybody who's a Spider-Man fan. And then they put Greg Land on it. Never been late. Never been delayed. Uh-huh. The only reason he's still writing is drawing this book. But I'll wait for this book if it looks better. But it doesn't, and it's never going to. <coughs> so Pass. Okay. But I'm just so angry that they, like, put Greg Land on this book. Right, right, right. Because that's like, anyone who's a Spider-Man fan is like, yay, I love this era. I bet I want it. if Greg Land saw you at a con, he'd punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hey, are you Sal? He would probably have, well, someone else would have to punch me in the face, too, to know how to do that. <gasps> anyway. Wow. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> that was funny. It's just not. It's just not good enough. It's all right. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna recommend Excalibur number five, which is coming out next week. Um, because I like Excalibur. I don't care what you say. Yeah. No. I mean, like, listen. It is everything that it's doing right. It's it, everything that it's doing is doing correctly. Yeah. It's just. It's not. It's not, not on my I radar. Get it. That's fine. Um, I'm also gonna recommend Deadpool number two. Yeah. by Kelly Townsend with art by Chris Bocciolo. It's like a book just for me, I swear. Um, I'm also going to recommend Conan's Serpent War number three. It's three of four of uh, Jim Zub's uh, magnum opus yeah. um, about uh, Conan and other characters uh, that only he remembered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, Dollhouse Family number three, uh, Mike Carey, um, Hill House Black Label book is coming out. So if you like the Mike Carey um, Vertigo runs, you might dig this. It's on number three, so go back and grab the rest of them. And then if you could imagine, the Joe Hill train is not stopping. No. I um, noticed. There's another Joe Hill book coming out. Um, what I like about these is the horror within them are all a little different. Right. Um, and so what I dig about it is that it, it like if you like a specific style of horror, one of them might be for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this is another Black Label um, Hill House comic called Daphne Byrne. Oh, yeah, I saw that on the list. Uh, Daphne Byrne is going to take place in the 19th century in New York. Um, it's going to focus on a girl who has lost her father, mm-hmm. is alone. Uh, her mother is grief-stricken. I guess she's not really alone, but she's kind of alone because she her mother's grief-stricken. Um, and then she realized there's, like, something within her. Like, 
like an entity of some kind called Brother, mm-hmm. and what does it want? That oh no! Kind of is oh, it going to no, run brother? wild over yeah, her? Exactly. <laughs> um, it's written by Laura Marks. Um, if you don't know who that is, uh, she's a TV writer. She's written for Ray Donovan, The Expanse, and The Good Fight. So, uh, so you'll probably like it. Some high marks there. Those are those are all fan favorite series. Now here's here is where I, it's going to blow you away that I'm reading this book. Yeah, okay. The art is by Kelly Jones. Oh no. <laughs> Kelly Jones, famed Batman writer, Batman, artist. Red Rain, Sandman. Um, yeah, he's he's been around. Um, I'm not always a fan of his work. No, um, but I want to read this book, so I'm gonna give so it a I'm shot. Gonna and hopefully, his art. Kelly, Kelly, I think really shines when he does horror. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that we get a lot of that um, here. Those really shining moments that he's really good at, uh, at the atmospheric stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of like you know background stuff, that kind of thing. Right. It's usually in his people that I struggle, and of course this is about people, so. We'll see. I yeah. mean, like, he could stylistically have gone for a very specific look. Um, right. So, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Concept Court in our Super Chats uh, uh-huh. helped us out and said, oh, a little money you. for you guys who deserve much more. Happy oh, New Year. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I guess that's it. Um, was, that, was, that, was that all that there was? Oh, did you read the, San, the, the Sandman book with the, with the return of a new character, Sandman number 17, I think? I did not. You should. First few pages. They brought back a faint, like a, a. It's the dreaming, by the way. Dreaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be called that. <laughs> no, it is because there used to be a dreaming book. Oh, that's right. There used to be a dreaming book. No, I'll have to go grab that. You'll have to read it. The first, like, uh, the first few pages. I'm not gonna lie, I fell off. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> but. Uh, well, don't tell me. No, I no. I want to. I'll see for myself. Yeah, but we want to thank you all so much. Wait, spe- y- you think it's in the preview? Yeah. Oh, I should look right now. Yeah. Well, before uh, we, we go, I wanted to thank our Super Chatters for supporting us and sponsoring this episode. We are so lucky and indebted to having you. Uh, thank you all so much for supporting this episode and us here. Uh, thank you all so very, very much for your for your generosity. And uh, we will see you it's all next time. Okay. Then we'll see you all next time <laughs> here on Comic Pop. Uh, like this video if you did enjoy it. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you want to watch more of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if you are uh, if you're digging this stuff, there's more to come. Uh, we're gonna have an episode of Back Issues coming out on Wednesday. Uh, we're gonna have Elseworlds Exchange, another podcast we do that's live and then, you know, uploaded for posterity. And then not li- live later. Yeah, uh, where we talk about one topic for about an hour. That's not uh, she and I, uh, but it will be me and someone else. I think Cape Joel probably. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't already, by the way, last maybe two weeks ago we pre-recorded an episode of Elseworlds Exchange in which Ben and Ethan and I all talked about the state of YouTube in 2020 it's it wasn't just that is my understanding like no. there are several tangents in there which really have nothing to do with that topic. no we talk about uh, potential like... sponsors and advertising it, it's it we talk shop slash go off it's a lot of fun. I think you're really going to enjoy it. My understanding is there are definitely some ones at the end that are hilarious in terms of tangents. Yes. Um, so I'd so it does behoove you to stick around till yeah. the end. But uh, thank you all so much for everything. We are so lucky to have you. We're really looking forward to 2020 here on this channel because, uh, you know, uh, every year is a new beginning. And, uh, I, I, this is a new decade. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen. New set. You know, new new ideas. We're trying some stuff out. Uh, all the shows are going to look a little bit different. A little, we got like, I changed the lighting on back issues. GBU is going to look a little different. Off the rack, Elseworlds Exchange, uh, plus new shows, plus more green screen on the like uh, you know info dump shows where we like tell you stuff or what's going on. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the state of uh, Comic Pop in 2020, Me too. and hopefully you'll stick around with us and uh, and go along with us on the journey. 
But uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks a lot for watching. Hang out with us. Thank you, Tiffany, for being on the show. Of course. And we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>